Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Empath Podcast. Things have been a little slow around here, and today's episode is a little bit different. I have a special guest who's been on the show a couple times before. I think now maybe he's our our um, top seen, top frequented guest. It's my husband, Andrew St. John, and we're just here to have a very real conversation about the last 10 weeks, 10 and a half weeks of our life and going through a first trimester of pregnancy. So Andrew, welcome. Okay. So we're going to start by just, I want to ask you how you have been feeling the last 10 and a half weeks. Uh, happy, elated, terrified, nervous, scared shitless, happy again, frustrated, super duper frustrated, and then more nervous, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so it's been almost as much of a roller coaster for you as it has for me. I'd love for you to, I haven't told anyone this story on social media or in my community, but we had just got back from Nantucket. And mm-hmm. we took rest of your vacation up at the cabin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this time was like super like nonchalant almost. Like last time it was a big deal. This time I think we were both so unsure of like when and if things would be okay and 
how long it would be until you were until you your body had gotten to the point where it was safe to try again um and i'm pretty sure you were just like hey i'm gonna go take a test yeah it was like seven in the morning yeah yeah you were were still super sleepy yeah and i i didn't tell you i was going to take a test i just went into the bathroom oh and you just did it i just took it and then i came out and i was holding it in my hand but it wasn't like visible and you were on the couch super sleepy and you could tell right away you're like what couch yeah the couch at the cabin do we sleep there on the couch no you would have woken up uh-huh and you were on the couch but still super sleepy <laughs> clearly you don't remember any of this and i came out with a pregnancy test but yeah. it was like hidden in my hand i wasn't just like throwing it in <clears> your <throat> face and i was like going to say something but before i could even say something you read my energy and you said what is it and i i like sort of smiled slash i don't even know how i was feeling and then i showed you the pregnancy test and you were like what yeah because we weren't well i had taken two others yeah like the week before but it was a it was really early it was a little too early to tell and they came back negative but you know i knew i was pregnant from the day that we conceived yeah so I want to just be honest with the listeners also about these first 10 and a half weeks of pregnancy. So, and we, we've learned a lot in the last pregnancy and this one about how dates are actually measured and 10 and a half weeks is since the first day of my last menstrual cycle. The night, the next morning I said, babe, I'm pregnant. And it wasn't quite, we weren't quite in the clear because I was still doing chemotherapy detox And I was only two months in instead of the full three months. So this was a little bit of a a happy oops. But we have known for sure for those last four and a half weeks. And let's just be honest about what's been going on. (laughs) How would you describe me the past four and a half weeks? Oh, You can be honest. The past four and a half weeks, you have been all over the map. Um, I think the hardest part about it is watching you feel like hot garbage 98% of the time. Um, Yeah, because I'm a fixer and I can't fix it. Yeah. And you're stubborn. (laughs) I mean, I like to be supported and comforted and helped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's just not much you can do. I think that's where we've been struggling. You have no idea how my body feels. and, And then there's also nothing you can really do to fix me. And so I think you've been getting really frustrated. Yeah. Well, and I feel like an asshole and like the bad guy because I'm like, hey, you need to eat something or, hey, you need to drink water. And sometimes it's less efficient and more challenging to be indirect about it. Like, do you want some water or do you want some tea (laughs) when I should do? It's easier sometimes just to be like, hey, you need to drink some water or you need to drink drink some yeah, tea. Yeah, but or- no, I've told you that I respond better to being handed a glass of water or handed a glass of tea instead of you should drink water or oh, I know you would do. you like a glass of water? <laughs> I know you respond better to that, but I guess my hesitation, I don't know. I just don't want to waste it okay. or time if I'm like make it and then stick it in front of you and then it sits on your desk and doesn't- I'm like, Bleh, that doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. I would rather see what you are feeling. Mm -hmm. So I ask before just like presenting it to you. Yeah. So the first trimester so far has been really challenging. 
physically and emotionally for myself. And I think Andrew picks up on a lot of my energy. I think he's more empathic than he at least realizes. And it's been tough. It's been hard. I have been extremely exhausted. It's reminded me of chronic illness, but but worse as far as the exhaustion and fatigue go. And it's all the time. And that's what I'm struggling with is it's constant. I usually have a couple hours in the morning maybe where I feel okay. And then it just goes completely downhill from there. And there's fatigue, there's nausea, there's bloating, there's constipation, there's headaches, there's neck pain, there's back pain. There's all the things that you normally feel when you're pregnant, knowing that also everyone's body is unique and each pregnancy is can be completely different. But that's been that's been my experience this time is just, it's been hard. I just told you yesterday that I watched um, Whitney Port from the Hills, like little skit thing on her and her husband did a YouTube channel on, I hate my, I hate, I love my baby, but I hate my pregnancy. And it's just really like real talk around what it actually feels like to be pregnant. So is there anything else you would add to just what this past month or so has been like for us and our relationship and it's hard i mean it's cool to know that this is happening and with the little app and everything i have an app that shows like a 3d image of virtual baby yeah virtual baby (laughs) yeah but it's hard because again like i'm a fixer but on top of that i don't like seeing you feel like awful trash mm-hmm. and right now it's basically almost sun up to sundown that you feel that way yeah for the most part i mean there are good days and bad days so it's hard both because i want to fix and i can't fix but then just to see you miserable yeah hurts do you feel like you have pregnancy cravings <laughs> Uh, sympathy pregnancy (laughs) cravings. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't help that we went and bought a box of gluten-free cupcakes, a box, a dozen gluten-free cupcakes. Cause we defrosted them for like the four remaining from our wedding and ate them. And they were so damn delicious. And I actually tolerated some sugar because my body's also tolerating things it doesn't normally tolerate and I'm just trying to get anything in my body and so then I said let's drive to Longmont and get cupcakes but we actually came home with three pies <laughs> 12 yeah, cupcakes it wasn't just two cupcakes. muffins <laughs> uh, a pot pie pumpkin pie no two pot pies a pumpkin pie 12, 12 cupcakes Couple glu- it was a gluten-free bakery, so we stocked up and we put stuff in the freezer. Got a smorgasbord. Not the best food for pregnancy, but it sounded really good, and we never go to this place, so we stocked up. So cupcake cravings? Are you, I think you're just stress-eating when you eat cupcakes, though. You're not probably. actually having cravings. Probably. Probably. Stressful. Yeah. I think stressful is a good way to describe it also, because like you're laid up, curled up. Yeah. And a ball either upstairs on the couch or the hardest times are when I can hear you crying upstairs and I'm downstairs. But again, I think it's like important to give you space in those moments to process and, and do your thing. But my fixer wants to fix or help or yeah whatever. And there's nothing, 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 nothing yeah. I can do besides 
I think you're right. Un- like unsolicited tea. Right. Which I don't think <laughs> Drink we'll, this. <laughs> uh, which I don't think will go over well. I I think you're right that sometimes I just need the space to cry. And it also feels really good to be held in those moments too. Like after I'm able to get some of that emotion out and just feel comforted. Yeah. Yes. For me, it's when you have managed to come down from it a little bit that I can do that. Because in the moment, yeah, it's hard. And I'm not saying it's hard because I don't want to be there. I do, but I feel like it's important for you to just get that out in all of the ways you need to, physically, energetically, everything in between. Mm-hmm. And for me to not... Because I, I think you're right. I, I think I do start to reflect some of the energy going on. And yeah, you for easier. sure pick up on it. And it's better if it's not, I don't know, in my opinion, I feel it's better if I'm not there to reflect that at you. Yeah. Well, like the other night, I just broke down in the bathtub and had tears and I was just feeling so horrible. And I was just like on all fours on the bed trying to move through pain and I think like that was the night that you were like I'm gonna go stress eat a cupcake because two cupcakes two cupcakes because you see me moving through a lot of emotion and a lot of physical sensation and yeah there's not a lot you can do in those moments pretty much nothing so you didn't answer the question are you having pregnancy cravings sure (laughs) for what cupcakes sure Okay. Well, and that cinnamon roll the other day. Oh, you had a huge cinnamon roll the other day. I don't normally. I don't normally eat sugar. Neither of us do. Yeah, but like sugar's the shit. <laughs> right now, for, right now it okay, is. Yeah, pancakes. Okay, so I haven't had French toast yet. We're moving on, okay, honey. Yeah. My body has started changing. Mm-hmm. Is it weird to see my body changing? Well, we can't see a bump yet. No. But dim titties. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. But that that seems like all that's changed. I mean, I don't think I don't think you're like starting to quote unquote gain weight. No. It's mostly my boobs. Yeah, I mean that's the physical change. Yeah, my nipples were super, super tender and then the whole titty was tender to tease. And they're just so heavy and so much larger and filled out than they normally are. Mm-hmm. And I I think I look pregnant by the end of the day just because I get so bloated. But in the morning, it's completely gone. <laughs> so it's not real. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I can't feel it. I don't think you look pregnant m- yet. Bloated. You don't or- usually show until like later in the second trimester anyways. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. It is. It's been a lot of shifts and a lot of changes. Is your body going through changes too? <laughs> I have a lot of bloat. My nipples are very tender. Yes. No, no changes. Not for no, you. None for me. Mm-mm. None for me. So what are you most excited about? Let's think- talk about, because this has been hard, so let's talk about some of the good <laughs> stuff. Like, what are you excited about? I'm excited about being a dad. I think I've wanted to be a dad for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. Um, I think it's going to be hard, but I think it's going to be fun. And all of my friends that have little ones really enjoy it. And talking about physical symptoms, Sarah's making noises. I call them hiccups. 
every every five to twenty minutes or so, and she's currently patting one away so she doesn't do it in the mic. <laughs> I have recently been using Blissoma skincare products, and there's a super fun quiz when you go to their website, and you can discover which plant is your perfect match because all these plants have personalities and energies as well. I took the quiz. I got marshmallow, which I think is so funny. And it's a perennial herb with a strong root system, flower stalks that extend four feet tall. And it's all about being the ultimate caretaker. And I find that I definitely apply that to my skin routine as well. So Blasoma blends whole herbs with radical compassion to create profoundly balancing skincare, which is especially important for people like myself who tend to be on the extra sensitive side with their skin. The product I'm loving right now is the Omega Miracle Facial Oil, and it has over 10 oils cold pressed and unrefined from these very rare seeds that are the perfect weight on your skin and what I found are just super, super healing. And it is as it sounds, it's pretty much good for everything. It's the miracle oil that's going to be used as a final layer on top of your moisturizer in order to help renew and replenish your skin. I'm super excited because I've been loving these products and I paired up with Blissoma to offer you 20% off all oils and serums with the code empath. Simply go to blissoma.com. That's B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A.com. Definitely take the quiz. Let me know what you get. And then also use that code empath for 20% off your order. I'm excited about having a baby. Um, I'm also super worried. What are you worried about? Um, what Zach and I talked about the other day. So I'm worried that I won't have like this instant head over heels love connection, that I won't have that instant connection of you are my everything. The moment I lay my eyes on the baby. So that makes me a little like uh worried question myself. Yeah. I think that's actually more normal than people talk about to not maybe connect right away. And I also feel like you will. I just feel like you're the type of person who will see that little boy or little girl and just fall in love instantly. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean something's like wrong with you or wrong with our child. Yeah. I'm not sure I will. I don't know. I've kicked it around in my head a lot. So... I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't. I have no idea what will happen. So you're really excited to be a dad. You've wanted to be a dad a long time, but you're also just worried that you might not have that instant connection. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited about having a healthy baby, fingers crossed. Um, I think it's super cool that I think you and I will be determined to like just go do and have baby fit into our lives and adapt. We're both really committed to our careers. So I don't think either of <laughs> well, us. You weigh more than me. but <laughs> Well, I'm not leaving my job. So mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. It's either, Just for the record, I'm not leaving mine either. Right. But either you, st- <laughs> you stay at home, dad, 
or I don't know. Or I keep working. Or you keep working. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I want to take some time off, but then I'll get back into work and mm -hmm. we'll find a rhythm. But because of that, we'll just have to figure out what that rhythm is and allow our lifestyle to shift and to change because it's obviously going to pretty drastically. Yeah. But and I, we don't I mean, have a lot of close support out here either. So we have to figure out how we're going to manage our yeah. schedules and mm -hmm. all of that. But we have some time. Yeah. And I think, I don't think we're going to be those people who all of a sudden life completely does a 180 and everything changes. Well, I think you never know. I feel like a lot's going to change because well, we'll have yeah. a third, uh, well, a fifth <laughs> counting the dogs. <laughs> well, if you count Gus, it'll be a fourth human. Yes. But... I just mean like... You mean you're not going to give up things you love. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, that kid's going to be on a skateboard as soon as it's possible. Yeah. And... Strap it on and bring it along. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you kind of answered this already, but what would you say you are most anxious or nervous about? In the short term, successful pregnancy just because of what happened previously and... Yeah. Medium term, a healthy baby once baby is here mm -hmm. and then longer term like raising a human yeah i mean shit. A lot, so many decisions to to make and yeah so many people have different opinions on how to parent and how yeah. to raise a child totally. playing dancing the family dance is going to be challenging yeah we've talked about that with just your parents are still together and they're in Missouri, but then I have divorced parents and they're both in Michigan, but we don't do things together. And then I have grandparents in Massachusetts, Florida, Montana, South Carolina. So it is, there's a lot of family to, to juggle. Mm -hmm. And it was very stressful, I think, in the beginning, even just because I was high risk. We had to get, I had to go in for blood work many times in the very early weeks of pregnancy to just make sure my pregnancy hormone levels were rising, which is just an indication that things are looking good. And how would you describe our first ultrasound? Because I also had a ton of nerves that day. It was crazy. I mean, it's weird just even that that technology is where it is at this point. I mean, it was how many? Eight? We eight, went in around eight and a half to nine weeks for the ultrasound. Eight and a half weeks in this little like blob thing in there. Like there was, you could see some cells moving and, you know, all that stuff. It's weird. It's super bizarre. What did you feel emotionally <laughs> when she... Don't Other than blob I, stuff on a screen, <laughs> how would you describe it emotionally? Do you remember what I said? I was like, no. I was like, uh, I think I said something like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. You were recording a lot of it. Yeah, I was super wow. It so. was really, I thought it was really intense emotionally. Just there was so much build up after miscarriage to make, you know, then we had the the blood work to confirm that things were looking good. But then I was just so nervous that morning that things were like, would we hear a heartbeat, see a heartbeat? And I was still just so nervous to, I mean, kind of really meet and see, I mean, we do meet and see the baby for the first time. So, and do you remember what happened in the car? I, my phone, 
my phone turned on oh, and the that music. Mama song came on. Yeah, my phone yeah. randomly turned on, which it does sometimes, but usually it picks the same song every single time. It's a terrible song. Too. And you don't like the song. And this time it played a different song mm-hmm. called Hey Mama by Matt Kearney, which is a song I love, but haven't listened to in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And that just, I don't know, I think that settled some nerves on the drive there because it felt like a a sign. And then once we got there, it was just like all these questions and health history and yada, 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 mm-hmm. until finally she did transvaginal ultrasound and we got to look on the screen and, and mm-hmm. right away there was a heartbeat. And I think we both just were like, I know in, in the video, you can see me go <sighs> like just yeah. deep exhale. Yeah. I think there was a ton of relief, but also I think you, again, we, I mean, it was kind of similar with the miscarriage is that you are experiencing it physically, including a friggin' probe. It's just a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. jammed inside of you to look at this, mm-hmm. you know. So the fact that I don't feel any of this stuff physically, it's very different mm-hmm. for me. And we got to see the arms and legs like wiggle around. And mm-hmm. the midwife said that it was a very, we had a very active baby. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a surreal experience. That's the best way to for me to describe it. It's it was. Super. I mean, because we have we've never experienced that before. It was brand new for us. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've had an ultrasound before. Yeah, but not with a baby inside no, of you. No. <laughs> so on the baby maker, yeah. But <laughs> what would you say has been most shocking or surprising about this journey so far? Oh, how in- shockingly intense. Um, your morning sickness, which is, that's a little bullshit. Morning sickness is like for you 24 seven, how shockingly intense that has been. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I, I kind of, I knew that morning sickness didn't have to be in the morning, but I thought it was just like in the movies where there'd be this like run to the bathroom, vomit, and then you're like, okay, it's better now. (laughs) And that has not been the case. It's almost 24 seven. Yeah, I mean, you get up in the middle of the night and either four to five times, yeah, yeah. either pee or just like because you are uncomfortable. And yeah, that's been the most like shocking and surprising for me. And I know of other women who have had challenging pregnancies, but again, I'm not experiencing that intimately with with them. them. Yeah. So that's been crazy, crazy surprising. Yeah. Every, every pregnancy, as I've heard it from friends and from you guys listening who have messaged me, has everyone has such a different experience. And even what works for you then to help nausea subside or to get energy back or when you start to feel better is also different across the board. So I'm just, I'm working on letting go of expectations. And, and we just hired a Ayurvedic doula to just help with support because I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. And she can coach us through some of this to at least for a while, I was just like, this sucks and this is the way it has to be. And now I'm realizing that there are some remedies and solutions that we can at least try that we weren't trying before. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, girl or boy? No idea. You don't know? I don't. No idea. I know this is like a really hard question, but... Do you prefer one or the other? 
I think it'd be fun to have a little girl. I've thought that for a long time. But after everything, I think the stereotypical answer of I just want a healthy baby, it's, I mean, it's stereotypical for a reason that becomes an overwhelming feeling and desire once you're in the situation, especially after a loss. Yeah. I think it heightens that. So I think it'd be super fun to have a little girl. I think it'd be awesome to have a little boy too, but I think just raising raising like super woman. To help change the world. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. Your family would be very excited about a girl because there's all we have all boy nephews on your side. So I know they're probably rooting for that. I can't tell. Like I felt that our pregnancy earlier this year was a girl and it just I felt that way really confidently from the very beginning. And this time I just we thought it was twins for well, people many people thought I was people having twins. Was. I felt like I could be having twins. And that's not the case, at least not unless one pops up on the next ultrasound. But um, yeah, I've just I've had a hard time connecting to any sort of of gender. And yeah, I'm with you. I either way, it's just it doesn't really matter as long as the baby's healthy. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Try and to make it to term, and I mean, we will potentially find out in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we will, and we'll share with you guys. What would you say? Let's both answer the question, the last question around. At the same time? No, not oh. at the same time. Read my mind. Telepathy. Go. You're hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry. But good try. <laughs> Usually I am hungry. I would love for us to each share just something that we have learned in the last 10 and a half weeks through this process. Do you want me to start? Yeah. I was just kind of mentioning it before around releasing expectations and releasing control because I'm while there's many things you can try and support you can call in and access to resources there's still no control over this process and that's hard for me because I (laughs) thrive on control uh, which I've been working on for years now and it's I've gotten better but it's, it's still there it's ingrained in me to some extent and I just have really been practicing that art of surrender and letting like letting myself feel like shit because normally I want to push through and I shame and guilt myself for feeling this way. Like I'm not being a good enough podcast host or coach or posting enough on social media, all this bullshit, like dialogue inside my head. And I get really hard on myself when I don't feel good. And so for me, it's just been practicing releasing control, releasing expectations of what this is supposed to be like and letting myself feel the way I do. And then honestly, just I've scaled way back on work and it was not easy for me, but just allowing that to be, I mean, my body's clearly asking for it. So surrendering to its needs. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's been, I mean, similar and accepting the fact that I can't fix And just shouldn't try because, again, it's out of our control. Your body's going to do what it's going to do. We can't, like, even if something were to go wrong, we can't even really do much to counteract that. I'm sure there are some things medically that can be done, but at the end of the day, your body's going to do what it's going to do. 
there's nothing that can be fixed. I mean, I, I can encourage you to eat. I can encourage you to drink. I can go buy you ginger chews. I can do all that stuff. Yeah. But ultimately, that's pretty surface level and acute. So that's tough. Mm-hmm. And just watching you. Maybe but do you feel like you are coming to terms with some of that and maybe realizing some of the even acute ways that you can help or support versus I feel like your normal personality is to try and fix the whole problem. And maybe now it's just to support in more like smaller ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I understand fully now that I can't fix the problem so I can just do the small things that hopefully can help. Yeah. I can't even guarantee that they will. So. All right. That's all. Thanks for listening. Maybe we'll do some more of these check-ins. Andrew, thank you for being here. And he had no idea what I was going to ask him or really what he was getting in, in himself into today. I just said, come upstairs, record a podcast with me. I need some content for next week. So he uh, said, yes, <laughs> thank you, honey. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, let us know if you guys have any questions because we're happy to pop back on and just share our journey with you guys. This is the uncensored empath. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Hope you have a good week. All right. So I know most of you have at some point at least thought, if not have, worked with a psychic or a medium on your journey. I've worked with many, but honestly, it's so hard to find someone who I've resonated with and who I trust. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Emily, the medium, and she has a brand new podcast where you can go and you can get intuitive guidance. And she is someone who is going to show you how to take your gifts to the next level and help you understand how to connect with loved ones after they have passed. Honestly, I never even thought about working with a psychic until after Jordan died. And once he passed, all of these questions popped up into my mind. And more than ever, I just wanted to be able to connect to the energy of his soul and his spirit. And that amplified even more with Joe as well. And Emily the Medium so beautifully steps in to lead you in conversations while channeling the divine and expanding beyond what is accepted as the truth. On her show, she's going to help you open your connection to source and learn to trust your innate abilities as well. Go check her out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode and hearing my husband and I banter back and forth after we pressed like pause, stop recording, we actually just opened up a dialogue for even more conversation about how, honestly, how different it has been for each of us in this journey, not only through miscarriage and obviously the physical sensations of that, but the grieving process of that. And now in this pregnancy, similar, the Physical symptoms are obviously very different and Andrew picks up on my energy a lot and I can definitely see that when he is. And so the energy affects the whole household, but I'm 
clearly the person who's feeling the physical symptoms and just that it is a really different process and journey. And one of the things I said to him as we walked downstairs and went outside with the dogs after after this recording was just, I really opened my eyes up to the fact that through this conversation, realizing this is something that I can hardly take my mind off of right now. The physical symptoms are just so present all the time that I'm constantly focused on the fact that I'm pregnant, the fact that I'm growing a baby inside of me. And for him, he doesn't work in the home. He goes to work four days a week and he has just his mind focused in different areas. And then even when he comes home, he sees me, he picks up on my energy, but he's still not like going through that experience. And so we, it, it was really beautiful the way that this conversation, I didn't intend for this, but opened up a whole nother dialogue for us to just talk about how this has been different for each of us over the last two and a half months. And I'm sure we'll continue to be that way for the next seven-ish months and even as parents and the way that we parent and the way that we experience parenthood. So I just want to say thank you because as you guys, as we were creating this content for you, it actually opened up a deeper level and layer of healing for me and for Andrew as well. I would love to hear from all of you mamas out there what your pregnancies were like And just what that journey was like for you, whether you're in it, whether you've had losses, whether you have however many children, Uh, because it I'm learning just that there's so such a wide variety, a vast array of experiences that we each have. And and even for me, the pregnancy earlier this year felt really good until the loss. And it felt like, I felt like I was like superwoman. I felt very like on fire. And this time is the complete opposite. So I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear from you. I never hesitate to reach out. You can DM me at the uncensored empath. And if you did enjoy this, just let us know. And again, we may do some other check-ins throughout, throughout the pregnancy and keep you guys updated. And Our next ultrasound is November 4th. So wish wish us luck and I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. 